0: This is episode two hundred and fifty six of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dion Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel PC Gaming Energy, Manzano. Ooh. Size matters. Will, we are data, Hagwood. Hello everyone. How's it going? And Ryan, I wanna try the new stuff, but the universe won't let me. Stanazuski.
1: Yeah, my LGS didn't get their order in fast enough, so I didn't get my Razor or Gauntlet in. And then, like, I appreciate all the TTS devs, but where are those commandos? I want those little mandos flying out on the tokens on digital format. <laughs> Let me do it.
0: Digital commandos. Soon. Soon. Well, everybody, this is episode 256. Uh, I'm still in recovery. Post-Adepticon, we're still in post-Adepticon recovery, but we're having a good time. Uh, and today we're actually going to be talking about the data that we got out of Adepticon. It is not data that I publicly released because I have to prep it for public release because it has names on it and all that stuff. And it just make it, make it a little bit easier. But, um, you know, people have been wondering, like... What's like the average number of turns? Does it depend on the scenario? Are people going to time? What about scores? Like how many points are people scoring? Things like that. Uh, so I want to I want to talk about all that stuff today. And depending on time, we're also going to be taking a peek into the Razor Crest and the Gauntlet and asking what does it bring to X Wing. Um, but before we do that, I want to remind you that our podcast is, of course, brought to you by our amazing patrons. They're the reasons why we were able to do uh, Adepticon and have the funds to be able to do that. So thank you, guys. And we are—we currently we just wrapped up the voting for the Heroic Squadron. So that'll be Trigger Happy Flyboy Poe uh snap wexley or slash temen in the uh in the t70 is the bonus pilot we also have zz and greer flanking on the sides with the rz2 a wings kaz and zori in the y wing that is our uh, heroic squadron look forward to getting that in your hands as soon as i can well, my friends, uh, you know uh, Marcel, you were our player. You know, let, last week we had uh, we had James on. By the way, big shout out to James; did a great job. Uh, we had James on, and we had five different perspectives on how Adepticon went. And one of the one of the questions that you had asked when we were going to look at the data, the first one you said, um, you asked about score differentials. You Asked about score differentials, uh, and can you take a second and just explain? What is a score differential for anybody who might not know? I just – how many points um, were the difference between the winner and the loser? All right. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, well, but, hey, we can't – maybe somebody don't know the word differential, man. <laughs> teaching. We're out here teaching. Well,
2: if you're talking about cars, a differential – no.
0: <laughs> That's true, true, true. If you see my cousin Vinny, you know all about it. <laughs> all right man so uh let's talk about score differential just a little bit let me pull up uh we'll start do you guys want to start is that the one we want to start with i don't know we basically got three roads we can take which one do we want to take first uh i think
2: we start from the broadest
0: to the most what's the what's the broadest topic number uh did people go to time or not okay. yes or no no yeah, we'll start there Cool, cool, cool. Let me let me let me pull up that chart real quick here. One second. My my data. That's not that's not the right one. Hello. Uh here it is. All right. There we go. Go into the big screen. I said, go into the big screen. Alright. Pretty simple right there. Did you go to time? And we're breaking it down there uh, by overall, and also by um, by scenario. Uh, Ryan, go ahead and break this down for me.
1: Alright, so when going to time, we got our overall here, which we have the about uh, showing that most of the time being 60%, so 10% above our half, we're not going to time on our games. Well, only 40% is we are hitting time. So, i think that's a good trend right we want to generally try and i think complete games before the time limit's up to make sure that there is a completed result so that the clock doesn't have to tell you what when that you have to complete your game basically right so that you can get to your total score and finish the game out before the time limit says well now you just got to count your points and whoever's the highest is at that point which is nice in terms of across the board, per scenario, we see Assault on the Satellite Array is a little bit of, pretty close to that, a little bit above that 60 on on the not going to time a little bit below the 40. And I'm going to skip over one real quick mm-hmm. uh, because it bucks the trend and it makes sense. Uh, salvage Mission pretty much maintains that trend where you're pretty much at the 60-40, similar to the overall. Scramble, it gets a little bit more separated. Where I believe that looks like about a sixty seven to seventy percent mm-hmm. um, ending uh, before time, whereas only about, I'd say thirty ish percent uh, going to time. we all we all kind of figured before adepticon that because once you claim the objective or either side claims objective, those are ticking for you every single turn as long as they don't go neutral on you when you're trying to claim them from someone else who already has it. So those points are always racking up. Just depends on who's getting the higher amount per round uh, between the two players out of the five objectives. Um, and then flipping back to the one in the middle of the graph right now, chance engagement is the probably one of the only things that's making this average overall look this way because its go-to time is way more often than not uh-huh. it it's going to time uh, even seemingly a little bit higher than scramble not going to time so it's like uh 70 percent going to time 30 percent not going to time which not surprising in terms of that it is more likely going to time than the other uh, uh scenarios but that drastic that's pretty telling obviously that does in some way lend itself towards it's a much more different experience it definitely still feels more back towards the old dog fighting um it could we well, we'd have we have to go back and look over a lot of the adepticon lists in general not just the top cut to really determine okay did a lot of people bring objective focus or what people are starting to short term as pve player versus environment lists where their focus is on conquering the objectives and the environment, whereas PvP, player versus player, you're focusing on your list conquering and destroying the enemy ships. Okay, some people may or may not be familiar with that terminology. It's why I clarified it a little bit. Um, it's a video, more, much more video game based terminology, um, but basically, are you focusing on killing ships or are you focus on doing the objective? And if a lot of the lists in, a, in Adepticon were highly focused on objective, it would kind of make sense as to why these games took and generally went to time and chance engagement because they're not hyper kill focused.
0: Yeah, and one one of the other things, like that also is the trend when we were looking at uh, you know 2.0. Pre-scenario, most of the time you weren't, completely destroying all the ships even though we were spending every single game with that only objective like it's so like you you had said it continued the trend to what we expected there now here's a question i want to ask um obviously as amg continues to develop different scenarios the the ability to quote unquote complete the game, get to uh, to to not go to time, um, is that something that you think they should, they should be looking at? Should they try to build another or future scenarios where it's a more of a where it's an even we'll go even split to start off? Because right now we have three of them. Where you are not going to time uh, one of them, where most of the time you are going to be using that entire clock, or should the goal be to never have to use that clock? So I I I, I see this diff- a little bit
2: differently than than, than Ryan. Who surprise? And um, <laughs> uh, so I, I think this data is a little bit skewed. I, it it's telling. I think one. It's telling when you compare it, uh, one mission versus the other, where I think it's skewed is it's the first event and it's the first event with this particular, uh, set of balancing with Mm -hmm. points. Right. And it's very, it, in my mind, it's reasonable to think that if the points were at a more conservative level, let's say, you know, the average ship count was uh, somewhere between three to five versus, you know, five to seven or the optimal ship count that the games would go by a little bit faster and the games would complete a little bit faster. Uh, When we get further on and we start looking at the average at the average rounds and at the average rounds for the different assault satellite, uh, I mean, for the different objectives, Mm -hmm. I think that that whether they go to time or not is just as much a product of how fast the games are playing out. uh because I had personally had a lot of games that did that went to time that did not complete, but we were on turn four. Mm-hmm. Um, so we may have completed with with the objectives as they are. We may have completed them in five or six rounds. But we didn't get there because the games were just playing out a little bit slower because we had just a lot more stuff going on. You know, we had, again, my list was probably one of the slower um, lists out there. There were other lists that may have played a little bit faster. Mine mm-hmm. had, um, like, four different system phase triggers, and it had a start of activation trigger, and then it had uh, start of engagement triggers. And then with Sabine and the bombs, it just had a lot of... Uh, pauses in between the different phases and it it even had like end of turn stuff so you know with the layer crew turning back up and stuff like that So, so it had additional things to do at the at every stage of the game which just made those games play out and if i was playing somebody that had similar type of you know just a bunch of triggers then we were going to time not because games or the missions were were not built to go to time is because we were just playing really, really slowly. Right. Which um, I mean, may, maybe that and is our first time as well. We'll, we'll get yeah. better at it. We'll get more used to it. So all of this, I think the, whether they're going to time or not as um is not determined. I think it's, it's, it's good to see this one against the other, because I, you know, I was fl- I, we were all using the same list, in every, every single one of the scenarios, so it's good to see, like, the, you know, how it compares one versus the other. Mm-hmm. But I think that overall the percentage of games that go to completion will likely go up organically because, again, people will get better with their lists. And then also, um, ideally, the 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 point will get a little bit more conservative so that we're not, walking around with a deck of you know 52 playing cards as our (laughs) as our list
0: well and and i think that is a great transition to the next chart because like you said this is this is a very simple we're starting very broad starting very broad let's get into that nuance and what is the actual average number of turns now here those of you in the audience i would love to know what do you think the average number of turns is overall in a 2.5 X-Wing game? You should uh, put a poll up and we, we jump into a different one because I think this is the one that a lot of people will have
2: uh,
0: <laughs> uh, a weird opinion. Yeah, of. well, we could put, put a poll up. I could do that here. Give, yeah, give yeah, me a and second. Then I could talk about – you said you had – I got I to hide the screen. I got to hide the screen. Yeah. Um, give, me, give me one moment and I can pull that up. That's a great idea okay how many turns do you think an x-wing so while he's
2: doing that um william on your take uh, do you think a game is feels complete if it goes to time or does it have to hit 20 points in your perspective like when you when you play a game
3: wait we say that question again do you feel when you're playing
2: a game on you know just casually or in prep or something do you feel the game met a satisfying conclusion when the 75 minute hits and nobody has hit 20 or do for you? Does it have to hit twenty in order for it to feel satisfying? Like it, the game is complete.
3: Uh, that's a tough question for me uh, because when I play casually, I don't put a timer. I just say twelve rounds or twenty points or, or when whatever. when you're
2: playing uh, tournament for somebody. like prep
3: for yeah. prep, though, when we when I would set a timer, uh, I'm a fast player. Like I, especially when you just dial in four forward in first round makes uh, makes a lot of things go a lot faster, so I think uh, I think most of mine have been uh, what do I want to say completed before seventy five minutes, except for chance engagement, which does go to time. The rare chance is that I do play chance engagement, so I, I mean my experience is the same as the data, at least, and it makes sense to me like. It's when you're scoring points per round, right? Uh, you're, or I should say that a different way. The objectives can score three to four times as many points per round as chance engagement. So, right then and there, you're just, you're literally scoring more points per round,
0: uh, which will end the game sooner. Real quick, quick insert. Uh, If you're watching at home, go ahead and vote. What do you think the average number of turns is in an X-Wing 2.5 game? Now, I will tell you, we have the people, I think, trained pretty good. Because if you remember when we did this for X-Wing 2.0, I'm sorry, it was in 1.0, everybody was like, oh, we obviously are taking like 25 turns every game and then just laughing when it was significantly less. Uh, about half of what people were thinking it was it was great um but anyway um let's go ahead and I want to talk I really want to do t- number of turns but I want everybody to get a chance to go ahead and vote in there I want I want to I want to stick with the question you just asked there will uh or but maybe it was Marcel I'm sorry I'm no, not sure who it was uh feeling satisfied that is an interesting interesting way to to I've never actually thought about that aspect of completing a game, which way I feel more satisfied. What about you, Ryan?
1: So I, in all, in most of my time playing X-Wing, I've never felt more or less satisfied by the amount of time or turns I was given in a game to, to complete my game or felt something was completed or not completed -hmm so I I'm not really swayed one way or the other in terms of like oh uh, I played scramble and it was four turns because someone got a lot of points and there was a ship that just exploded with variance and then it was over like, all right that happened move on next game <laughs> that's I have a lot of that feeling I, I just I have a lot of the whole move on that was one game analyze it figure out what I could have done next time and then move on I you know me; I'm the calculated guy. I don't, mm-hmm. the, I don't, I don't have a lot of in-the-moment game feelings sometimes. So, uh, I guess as long as, um, as long as my opponent and I feel like uh, we had fun and it was a competitive game and we could talk afterwards, I'm good.
0: Yeah, 'cause Sorry you know if that's
1: not a very a very
0: no, no, no take in, that, in that regard that's that's fine that that's fine because i i remember when as the game started shifting late age first edition i remember the argument not argument but the discussion kind of coming up in the community of being like man I really feel like less and less of my games are ending with you know one person having all their ships dead and that's was very rare in 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 2.0 um and i think i think that is probably just going to be the trend for how the game plays um it's this very very rarely are you going to end up completely You know, destroying all of your opponent's ships. Uh, Though I will say that's kind of, that's thematic-esque. In in all of the Alphabet Squadron books, there's very rare where they're like, we went out and we destroyed all of the enemy. It's like, we went out, we killed a couple of ships, and then we both retreated. It's it's pretty much what you get. Uh, So you know we're we're close to an actual simulation of what would happen in uh, in the Star Wars universe but uh let's go ahead you know we had only, only 37 people out there yeah. wanted to vote at this point i think we just jump into it it's a, it's a, not a great sample size but we'll uh, i think we just jump on it anyway number of turns number of turns let's head back there so Number of turns per scenario and overall. Break it down, Will. Okay. Number of turns
3: per scenario. Uh, let start with overall. Uh, we're at about five turns on average. Uh, uh, most of that is coming. Uh, or A majority... All right, no, that's not how you say averages. The high end of that overall is coming from Chance Engagement. I think nobody is surprised with that one. Last seen an average of six rounds. Um. Followed up by Salvage Mission. Um, at uh, this would be like five and a half or so. Uh, then Assault on the Satellite Ray, right below that. And Scramble the Transmission at just over uh, an average of four per or four turns per game. Yeah, the number that I had just uh, so they can
2: get more precise with the the way it looks, it, I, I had it, and I didn't count. I think I left, like, the last couple matches out. I had, like, 537 total. I think you might have been doing off a, a slightly bigger one, but I had 5.1 for the total average rounds. Scramble was 4.5. Uh, assault was five flat salvage was five point four and then chance was six so it was going up by like half a turn or ha- yeah by half a turn as it got more with chance being at six at the highest and then here a uh, scram will be in at
0: four and a half there's the if we want the the number go, numbers
2: right
0: there yep. yeah, so you know though <laughs> This follows the it it follows the trend that what we saw on the even though we started very macro we're starting to get in the into the micro it still follows the trend of our yes nos did you go to time if if you compare those directly um, you got more turns in in chance engagement uh you got. <laughs> You you played more there. But you know why I think there's more turns in chance engagement, right? Because there's only one thing to set up on the middle of the table, and most of us know how to do it already. Would you agree?
3: Yeah, I definitely noticed that uh, at Adepticon. The moment you said – or not the moment, but when you said chance engagement – there was uh, a dramatic. I would probably say five, maybe upwards of ten minutes shaved off of everybody's setup time, just because they didn't have to place the other four obstacles.
0: Mm-hmm. So a l- little bit more simpler setup, able to get into it sooner. The... Yeah, you can see that from
2: your streams. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if you if you measure it, but you can just look at at the streams from the weekend, from the time that. Uh, they, uh, that the center objective was placed to the time that the first uh, rock a- asteroid was placed. That's how many minutes it takes to do the, the setup, which actually might be a good thing to to kind of just gauge. That way uh, future TOs can know how much time to allot in between rounds. So that might actually be a helpful thing to, to publish
3: somewhere. Makes sense. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I will be releasing the full data set for people to look at once I clean it up, get rid of names and stuff like that. You'll be able to to make I'm sure people who are better at statistics than I am will be able to find some cool correlations here. But yeah, you know, the number of turns on uh, on scramble the transmissions, we already talked about that. Why are you getting less turns there? Well, the the game moves faster because because it's on a fixed timer. There are most of the time, five points being gained every single turn between the both players. Um, so obviously you're going to do that now. Um, yeah. And I mean, salvage is the same way, right? Like if you, yeah. if you can start
3: taking crates away from people so they can't score them, you're, there will be rounds where just no one scored any points. Yep. Agreed.
0: And yeah, I, I know, of course, and again, I know that we're using average as a very basic, it's a basic math idea that most people can understand. Is where we're starting here, and uh, we can get more crazy after that. Now, uh, the what I wanted to talk about as well was the score differential. How, when people are losing, how much are they losing by? Now, again, the spread on the data quite wide. I will tell you that the spread on the data was quite wide, but what we're seeing here is generally people are uh are losing what i would consider pretty like if you just look at the score it looks significant right 7 points seems like a big spread when your goal is 20 um but uh marcel i just saw a head twitch from you Do
2: no you, you said just... 7
0: points That differential oh, okay. it's a it's around 7 points for all of them right no you're at nine. Oh, nine. sorry. Nine <laughs> bad at reading. I went backwards. Um, the differential being, being at around nine, that's about, you know, almost 50% of, of the 20. Um, what the, does this tell us anything? I mean, is it, what does it tell us? Marcel, what do you, what do you, it's you think?
2: Could, it's
0: probably better.
2: Cause I mean, the, the chart is nice looking, but it, it's because the differences are in decimals. Mm-hmm. You would either need to, you know, start from 6 to 10 so you can get a bigger disparity or just go to the numbers themselves, yeah. Or else it just looks like a flat line. Um, yeah, so there there you go. I, I think it, it kind of goes in line with the games that are going to time are probably a little bit closer with the chance engagement and the ones that are finishing sooner are are actually finishing because somebody got the 20 something points and they they um you know somebody got the 20 something points and they were probably winning by a little bit of a wider margin it wasn't as contested so and so the i think the, the big takeaway is that chance engagement had the cl- you would say the closest games at about mm-hmm. 8 and then the scramble the transmission was the one with the widest gap, I think. Um, I'm trying to think, it'd be nice to give this to somebody that 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 works in um, statistics uh, or something like you know, like a business analyst or something like a data analyst mm-hmm. to really start looking at, at at what you can take from this. Uh, usually at work, where I work. I, I get a ton of data I look at it it makes a pretzel on of my brain and I give it to somebody who's way smarter than me that knows how to run pivot tables and do a, a whole bunch of uh, data magic and then they tell me actual information out of it, not just a bunch of numbers. So I think it would be helpful to just put this out in the world and let people come up with with um, really you know better insights when when you start aggregating, Uh, information from one field versus the other field. But, um, and and I had a thought and now I'm just kind of, I lost it. So it'll come back to me in a couple minutes, potentially.
0: (laughs) Now, some people are asking, well, what's, what's the mode? Uh, The mode on the score differential specifically? Is that what somebody wanted? Give me a second. I can get you these numbers. Oh, wait, I had to do a weird thing on that one. I can't do that instantly. Because <laughs> so I one thing that
2: also another one that would be, for me looking at this, this seems like a pretty wide gap, especially in Scramble Transmission, like nine and a nine and a half points. That's equivalent to somebody winning, you know, ninety something to zero, two hundred to two hundred to one hundred five. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you put it on a hundred point which, scale, yeah, yeah, which would which feels a lot more. A lot, a lot wider gap. If I remember my games correctly from 2.0, which I don't, but if I like, if I try to remember, there was a lot of games where we were within one ship or two ships dying, which is about 10, 20 points, uh, thirty points at the most. So that's between one and three point difference. Uh, when you you know when you when you divide it by ten to get to the to that. Mm-hmm. But it would be interesting to see LVO the the average. Difference between the winner and the loser in LVO, uh, taking out the buys, of course, because that's those are, and to see by how much did the 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 average difference between the winner and the loser increase between what we were playing in January versus versus now. Mm-hmm. My my mind tells me that it's probably double or triple. I, I, my mind tells me it's not not triple maybe like double my mind tells me it was like between 40 to 50 point difference on -hmm. an average but again that might be completely completely off because
0: i've never done that calculation right yeah and you know the 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 raw data just looking at the averages um I, i think all of those numbers over time Will change, and I specifically got that data. Just being one hundred percent transparent, I asked the developers when we were working on on um, you know they're they're getting me the information for for the um, for Adepticon. I said, "What data can I get you?" Um, And they they want they want to just they wanted to see how many turns people were were playing. Were they going to time? And uh, those were really the, the, the two biggest. And of course what the lists were, which we we've we've been collecting lists and analyzing lists forever. Um, but what that tells me is that as developers, AMG are are keeping those two specific things in mind because those those two when I asked, those were the immediately The first two that came out, there was zero hesitation in that conversation. We want to know how many turns there are and are they going to time. And I would love, uh, you know, I would love, you know, because my my plan is uh, to send all of this to them by by the end of this week. Uh, Just be able to get it and they'll take it from there. But I would love to know, uh, hopefully, maybe we'll get an answer at some point, what this data means to them. And of course, this being the early data. Um, And I know as of right now, um, Dennis from tabletop.to, for anybody who creates a 2.0 excuse me, a 2.5 event on there, has those same two boxes pop up. How many turns and are you going to time? Like those are those are a preset now in there. Um, it could change in the future, but for right now, we're collecting that data as a community to see w- what are the trends over time, and to see how we how can we help with uh, with that data collection and hopefully make the game evolve. Um, now to answer a couple of questions in the chat, we got L Jim says, "Do you think AMG will be happy?" ...with where the statistics are at. Do you think... uh, What do you think the ideal numbers... ...for the number of rounds... ...margin of victory... ...and spread of faction... uh, ...in the cut, etc. I mean, it's... Do you think that their priority is that... So we know that there's a time limit... ...in tournaments, right? Because of how tournaments function... ...but in the base rules... There is no time, right? It's just 12 rounds. So is the priority the number of turns? And my question is, the fact that we are only, on average, going around five-ish turns, is that a problem? Or is that fine? What do you guys think?
3: I mean, it's it's not the... Well, I'll, I'll say it this way: there is definitely uh, something that's missing, in, uh, that I have always enjoyed. And it's you know you, you're working through the fleet or the two fleets, you know, match, uh, and they start trading shots, and eventually ends up being like a one-on-two or a, potentially a one-on-one at the very end. Mm-hmm. And that's really when you're and you're slamming down dials. You're like, I heard two. We have no shots back to dials right and you can just pop off those rounds really really fast and i have seen very little uh of that in uh with an objective play that really like fast-paced in-game um situation where it's you know one-on-one did you did you think i was going to k-turn um mm-hmm. you just boosted it away and you're going to come back for another attack run right and then that's um it's not like all of x-wing in my mind but like it definitely um i always thought games were like building to that right we we used to talk a lot about bringing in game ship right when all else fails that that ship needs to get you and needs to win in a 1v1 uh so i don't i miss i miss that but i don't know if i don't know the exact way to correct the scenarios to create those situations again, because I do love scenario play, but I uh, I do miss I miss the end games
0: as well. Right, and and somebody's bringing up a couple of points. What are what are some levers? What are some levers that AMG has? to change the number of turns because the number of turns are being dictated by how many points are being scored the number of ships you have on the table, how many points those objectives score, uh, the opportunities you have to score, whether you're getting half points or not, like all, all those things are, are ways for them to adjust the levers. What's the first one. If you're, if, if you uh, Ryan and Marcel, I, I, you have been uh put in the development seat and the answer you have to give is what is the first lever you would pull to try to increase the number of rounds if that was your goal number of turns excuse me well look i would if you if you're
2: talking about looking at the data mm-hmm. there's three sets of data that 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 we pointed out right one is our, our games going to time mm-hmm. what's the average number of rounds and um, what else? That was the third one. Game's going to time. Point differential. Score differential. Score, score oh, differential. Well, let's not talk about score differential. Because that's... That, that's, that's a different I mean, it's value. actually more, a, a valid point, so, though. But, but like... that's more on balance. Like, one versus one, not necessarily...
1: But the... time, and, time and objectives taken that, that increase the speed of the turns may dictate score differential as well, though.
2: Yeah. But the other... Actually, the third data point we had was the... Uh, the fact that it's five different, uh, four different scenarios and then the difference between those scenarios. So we had uh, how many average rounds, uh, how many games going to time, and then comparing that to, like, different scenarios. So I think that the if you say that you're going to balance out the points in order to uh, allow for less triggers and maybe, you know, some something that 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 has that plays more fluidly. If you have less cards, you have less triggers, you have less chips. It's just going to play a little bit faster, right? Mm-hmm. But the objectives are: if you if you pull that trigger, you're going to get more games not going to time like finishing before they time. But you might still because of the objectives and the objective points, you might still only end up at like four or five points... four or five. The other one is. Well, you can take something like if there's five objectives, somebody has three, the other person has two. Instead of giving three plus two, you know, you get three, you get two, you only give the difference. You know, um, So if you're up by one, or, or or in the final, I was down four, one. Instead of giving him four, me one, it would be, Idy would get three, right? Like just given the difference of that, mm. that would progress towards the f- 20 slower. So it would increase the number of, it would increase the number of rounds it takes to complete the match, but it would not increase the number of rounds by itself. If you're playing at a pace that only allows four or five turns in 75 minutes, so I think it's it's you. I think it's not. I don't think it makes sense to think about pulling one lever because it's 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 looking at that as a whole, and it's balancing everything to say, well, if I if I if I Decrease the number of ships and the number of um, loadout points. It'll go more rounds, but going more rounds might top off at five. So if I find a way to either increase the number of points it takes to win or, again, do the difference of points only, or maybe in some of them only have three objectives versus five, whatever it is, then that'll increase the number of turns it takes to complete. So you, you do a mixture of, of those to, to get to that sweet spot that you're looking for. Now, mm-hmm. that is the subjective part is what is the sweet spot? Right. Um, and that's I what we don't, that,
0: we don't know what the developers are looking because, for, right?
2: Like, what's yeah, their so goal? It's, it's, I think the sweet spot is to get to completion, is to get somebody to, to at least be at half or above half the number of games that complete because somebody won. Uh, again, you don't have to kill everything because somebody won b- between a combination of what you've killed plus points. You probably want to be above half completion rate, but you also want to be above half completion rate at a point where you feel you felt you feel that you got enough play time in. Right. You know, if, if you're playing a game of Street Fighter and, and you do three kicks and then, you, you know, you win the game is like, uh,
0: I won. Great. But um, <laughs> the experience along the way. In. Yeah. Yeah, it's the yeah, an enjoyment that, of playing the game. Yeah, and that, that also touches on pace of play. So into second second edition recently, uh or the most recent second edition, we had dropped to a turn count of around nine. It was about where we were at, according to my according to my data. We were around nine. So we've dropped, you know, a good chunk of that, right? Forty percent. is gone. Um Ryan, you know, I know that with the objectives, we have we have to take time to set it up. Like, that's just a reality. And in a tournament setting, I really did try, Ryan. I tried to give everybody as much time to set up as possible, but I could not. It was not realistic to wait for everybody to put their dials down and then go like it just doesn't work in a tournament setting cuz i i have to keep a time clock the 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 people who run the the event hall you know doing doing this they literally were tearing down Adepticon during the final okay for anybody who didn't hear about that last week um like the what what is a what do you think is a realistic turn count or expe- expected turn count if we, uh, if we, if AMG were to change maybe the way things were scoring, you know, talking about, or looking at some of the suggestions that Marcel had, or maybe any ideas you might have?
1: Well, I, it's hard to give a turn target in my mind when it does feel like it's definitely more of a developer focused, like this is, their plan for what they want to do. Mm -hmm. Maybe there is something we can try and do to help speed up, like you said, the setup of the game. Now that that's increased, you know, things to help you as a tournament organizer, get things going more smoothly. Um, In thinking about my suggestion last week, Hey, get the community to start marking up the center of their mats so that we can correctly put the middle objective where it needs to go. And then someone reminded me like or mentioned said hey what if they make it a scenario that doesn't use the middle objective anymore like oh well yeah it would suck to have just your middle marked up for no reason at that point in the future mm-hmm. so um it may be a repetition thing too you know? that is the first big event that yeah. ran absolutely 2.5 finding the middle um objective to place and then placing all the other objectives uh there still could be some time before we see that speed up more efficiently Mm uh when people are more used to it whether it's both finding middle objective placing the obstacles where they've actually done it enough times where they know where they want to put it Mm -hmm. um so uh, besides just having less to put down and i don't even know if that's the right all on a balance or like making sure objectives still have enough of an impact on the game for you to care about them enough Mm -hmm. uh, to um, decrease the setup time. Now that that's kind of increased and is a concern on a TO to get games going. Cause I feel like once the game goes, it's still the game. Now, as Marcel said, there's, more things going on in a turn to consider for each Uh player to think about whether it is the higher amount of upgrades in their loadout, whether it is considering, you know, not only what the, what your ship can do, what an enemy ship can do. And if you do, or don't want to go for an objective at all. So um, without seeing it at probably about six months to, to like, eight months time of like spent where we see people who've like done enough repetitions adapted to it and see what it could be at the optimal speed I guess Mm -hmm. or what we believe is an optimal speed because like it's 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 not um an expectation just to find the fastest people who can do it and be like, see, they can do it that fast. Not right. everyone one that way. <laughs> right. We can't just do that. We also can't find the slowest people and be like, look, see how short these, or see how long these games are and how many less turns they get. Like, right. We have to find the middle. Fair, that's what some of the data is showing us. So, what will be interesting to see is as we collect more and more of this data, do these numbers shift one way or the other? Mm hmm.
0: I agree, and uh, I will tell you I have in in my in my secret X wing notebook uh, right now. One of the things I have under development, one of the many things, uh, is our upcoming Gold Squadron League, all right, online league that people will be able to to take part of, and we'll be streaming games and having some fun with that. Uh, but we're going to be introducing some new scenarios for funsies, okay, including scenarios that don't score points. And scenarios that don't have a center objective. All right, little little bit different there, but uh, just just to have some fun with it, We've, to have some experimentation, because I I I'm curious. I, I I have some curiosities, and we'll still be using the ones that AMG put out, of course, of course. But um, you know, to be able to give people some some different flavors of the week for for that league, if we want to keep it going for you know eight to twelve weeks we can uh, we can change up those those scenarios but uh it could be could be fun. somebody said do you own testing new scenarios for AMG question mark no this is all all my, all my all from my brain but hey AMG listen i know some of you guys hang out here if you want to you want to slip me some my email box you guys got my email don't play like you don't they know they know they know see they're giggling in the home right now
1: hee hee hee
0: Anyway, <laughs> uh, when it comes to this tournament data, when it comes to this tournament data, is there anything else? Is there anything else that we would like to talk about, bring up, maybe something we can pull up real quick? Because uh, I, know, I know that we want to talk a little bit about the Rage of Crest and the Gauntlet, but this is a great time. Great time to uh, – is, is there anything you were curious about? Anything you want to data mind maybe for the future?
3: Do we uh can you tell me just uh what what's the what was
0: the most turns played? Uh we, we talked a
3: lot about averages.
0: Can you hit me great. with some yeah. extremes? Sure, yeah. Let's uh I can I can give you all of them. Let me double check. Did I cover up the names here? Yeah, I changed all the names already. So let's 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 go straight to the dock here. And we'll do some sorting. Boop. Okay. So is it number of turns? Yeah, yeah, just just uh, some extremes here. We had one game go to twelve, and that was in chance engagement. Interesting. One one game go to twelve, one to eleven. Uh, those were both chance engagement. If we sort by, so we have that, and then we sort by uh, type, we actually have it. The longest assault on the satellite array. Uh, at I'm sorry I keep saying on assault at the satellite <laughs> array was nine with the lowest number of turns for assault. Uh, obviously, these people didn't enter any anything, but uh, I would say could it actually have been two or three? Maybe if they were really slow uh, during setup, but uh, pretty pretty low there. Chance engagement we already said highest was twelve. Uh, lowest, uh, I would say, honestly, probably the one, two, and three are, are, I doubt it. Four seems more realistic. We also had a couple of like concessions. So they may have been like, you know, I played a couple turns. I super screwed up and that's where it was at. But you could see some more data there. Uh, salvage mission highest was 10. And again, we're at the low end was around three. That was Paul Heaver. Which one, Paul? Oh, because I, I, he was on a table next to me. He played ten rounds. He said, "Yeah." And, on salvage uh, mission. Uh, yep. Well, yeah, because he,
3: he had he had crit Bulba Fett, so I'm sure he was just things were dropping left yeah, and right. Yeah, refusing to <laughs> let people carry crates.
0: Uh, what about uh, most points scored? Is there highest points? There is. There is. We'll have to look on both sides. So here's mission points Uh, by the player on the left. Looks like 28 over here. Uh, Somebody scored 37. 37 37 on salvage mission.
3: I don't even know if that's – I don't know how that's possible. That's got to be an error.
0: What? Um, not necessarily. No. I guess nah. not. Yeah,
3: on that yeah. last I mean, turn, you just don't on people. Yeah, sixteen ship points and like four Showed objectives. a lot of points in the final
1: turn. Yeah, if you just like slowly crept up on objectives all the way. Mm-hmm. Be nice yeah, to you know the 19. turn count of that because you have to have a certain number of turns to get to that point. Six. Six
3: rounds.
0: Yeah. Oh wait, you guys so can't they... see
1: that. <laughs> One second.
0: The answer is six. it's right there. Uh. Ur, ur, ur. That game did not go to time. Wow. Uh, no, it did not.
3: Wow. Uh, that's got to be the biggest points differential, too. So
0: pretty pretty crazy extremes. Right there. Did not go to time six rounds. Right
1: you can see all of
3: these. That's what's interesting to me. You see all these high-scoring games. Nope. Not at time. All these guys scored those huge amounts of points. Uh, in 75 minutes.
1: Fiona, is there a reason why there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, 14, ten plus games of scramble transmissions with zero turns played?
0: Uh, those may have been people who set up and then didn't play, but because this is all user reported data, right? User reported yeah, data. If somebody. This comes from tabletop. Uh, this is from tabletop. T- hmm. Mm-hmm. This is from Tabletop. That's the only okay. way we could really record it. So, um, if somebody puts zero, essentially, I would consider it a non-factor, right? You just don't calculate it. Didn't factor score. it
1: into that, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, because any, anything that's zero may have been a concession, or they're like, how many turns? I don't know. Let's just put zero. Like, and there were so many things going on i couldn't go around like hey you put zero was it actually zero i couldn't track them down <laughs> though i could technically – i i got their i do have their names but i won't i won't worry about it all right so it's going to it's always there you go uh, user reported data is always going to be a bit noisy yes it will be all right let's go ahead now that we finish hitting people over the head with numbers, and I know, I know that we're gonna have some awesome uh, information pulled from our, our 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 big data brains out there. I know there's some people who are gonna be able to look at this and get us some uh, some cool stuff. Let's talk about the gauntlet and the Razor Crest. Um, I'll be honest; I have spent all of my X-wing time. Trying to clean up all the stuff in my house from Adepticon. I have played no games of X Wing since l- the week before Adepticon. I'm itching. I'm itching to play. I'm excited for Wednesday. Uh, but um, I, I've played a couple of games with the Razor Crest before then. But I, I before in our pre-talk, you guys were talking about some crazy gauntlet stuff. People are 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 starting to explore out there. What you guys got for me? Alright, well I can I can talk about my experience
3: uh which is uh mo- mostly involved Gar Saxon. Uh that's the gauntlet in the Imperials. He's an in initiative three. Uh eight points, twenty loadout. Uh says while well, a friendly ship ring zero to two performs a primary attack. If the attacker is in the defender's rear arc you may spend one charge, uh, which is two once recurring. Uh, if you do, the attacker rolls one additional dice. So he kind of acts, He his ability can give him basically a three dice rear arc if you just fly over somebody, uh, or you could help out a friendly ship nearby who might be flanking uh, the enemy, but it does have to be primary. Uh, so there's... Uh, i think a couple different ways to load him out Uh, and it really depends on uh, your squad mates uh the biggest thing is that gar saxon is definitely a support ship right like you uh i don't know of a lot of abilities that you could just increase his own attack power because you're not really reaching you can't really get a lot of five dice attacks uh four dice like long range i guess you can bring proton torpedoes but You could do that for a lot cheaper than eight points uh, somewhere else. So to me, there's a couple schools of thought. And first one, slap Sloan on there uh, and bring as many TIE Fighters as you can. Uh, The Sloan's still turns out very good in objective play. And it does give uh, these TIE Fighters, they could get a four dice range one attack, with a reroll potentially from uh, all from Gar. Uh, pretty crazy uh, stuff. Uh, but what I think is more interesting than uh, than Sloan is doing more uh, coordinating target locks. Uh, that would be something like uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, uh, where you can give your basically have everybody acquire a lock. Uh, on the ship you have locked in the system phase. Uh, pretty interesting uh, to combine with uh, the three-point X1s, uh, talking Storm Squadron or Tempest, uh, to where you can get potentially a five dice attack from a th- double-modified target lock and focus, and a crit, that's three modifiers actually, uh, from a three-point ship. Uh, the simple storm or tempest or even strong that's has a lot of potential and then of course as i said you know gar could be coordinating locks he could be handing out a lot of different locks as well so i think that's an interesting combination i'm not really sure if gar could go in like a triple i'm gonna say ace but it's probably Colossus are like two in a pulp shuttle, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you slap uh Oh, you can't... Oh, you have you to bring the... I always forget about Drop Seat Bay. Uh, drop Seat Bay is a upgrade on these gauntlets. It takes their mod and bomb slot, and you can get two extra crew. And then if it's a Mandalorian fighter, it can do cr- even crazier things. You can coordinate... Remotes? No, no. Drop CBA just lets you drop them crazily. They can come out of your ship anyway. Uh so I maybe, I mean, uh, I'd bounce that to you guys. Could guard be like a poutmobile out there just maybe supporting two to
0: three aces? It could be. I mean, with the with the turn count being so low, this is something that we were talking about pre-Adepticon. Is that support abilities? As long as they can, you can leverage them. You know, two or three times they pay for themselves very quickly. And this addition, at least on Gar, right? The additional die. If you get a couple of turns with a higher initiative ship to be able to, to be able to punch through something. Um, I mean, I think that. I mean, you can use it every turn, right?
3: Uh, you can use it. Uh... Yeah, because it recurs once per turn. You get right. two charges. It's like uh, Fire Convergence. Yeah. It's very similar to Fire Convergence. Uh, so you, but it, it you do it once a dying. turn,
0: and you, there's a big turn You where you do it twice in a row.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, if someone lets you pop off two guards on somebody, if they just turn their back on you, um, that's... That's their problem, I guess. <laughs> Whoops. I've never, I guess I, I said that guard doesn't normally get five dice attacks, but like, it's because people don't normally let you, like, fly past you, and then you could swivel 180 to be behind him. Right. They see that coming, but I mean, maybe that's a good thing that they don't try to get behind your very expensive, slow moving ship. <laughs>
0: sadly sadly they're just not letting me do whatever I want to their ships I know
3: I really want that five dice range one primary from Gar would you just (laughs) turn your back towards me it'll be fine Uh, I promise yeah I mean that's uh I don't know I just think Gar's uh at least for the Imperials I do not know about Hark the side slipping I don't even understand that yet um they can get uh Man, what is the new... Wait, is it Hark? Is that why? No! (laughs) Why would they do that? Uh, Captain Hark the upgrade says, after you fully execute a red maneuver, if you're not focused, you may spend one charge to gain one focus. Turns out that would be perfect for Captain Hark the pilot. Mm. Uh, And without that, I don't really know what, like, stress clearing or helping a ship do red maneuvers more often would be. Maybe like Callus right. or Vader, like a Force Point, right? I'm still working on him. If you got some ideas, you you let us know about that. But I think Gar's Gar's offensive support I think is really interesting.
0: Ryan, which what what's what's your current uh, new ship flavor right now?
1: Uh, so I have builds for Gar. I have builds for Ezra. I've got. Vizla, uh, Which one makes
0: you giggle?
1: <laughs> giggle? Uh, probably Ezra. <laughs> All
0: right, that's that's gonna be the rebel one. All
1: right. Yep. Uh, what you got for that, me? Uh, Sixteen loadout gonna, points. Ezra's seven just squat. gonna infinitely stop and just be an art, just like shoot at everything that passes by. <laughs> really well. Um. He's besides Maul and Chopper. He is the they are the only um Gaulus that can take the Knight Brother title. It's a very good title. It adds a cruise slot and gives you the two charge ability of after you reveal a non-blue maneuver. If you are stressed, you may spend two charges to gain a focus or evade. So every other turn, you get a focus or vade, add a cruise slot. Um, as long as you didn't do a blue maneuver with the uh, to get the folk survey token. Um, Ezra loves being stressed. Can do it really well on this gauntlet, by the way. Uh, let's take Hera Crew. Uh, I want to infinitely stop. In I infinitely. Hey, guess what? If there's an average of five turns a game, Hera says until I get. I only care if I get more than three or er, three or more stress, and I try and do a red. If I have that much stress by that point, the game is probably close to over. So, um, I mean, Ezra will move turn one, might move turn two, and then might stop and be like, all right, I'm here for the rest of the game <laughs> <laughs> until I decide to move. Um, and then I'm probably going to grab literally every, uh, everyone's quote. Uh, the, the big, um, Uh, what's the word for it Uh, the the fad right now in Rebels, Ursa Ren Crew Uh, something's going to be in my list that's going to lock Ezra I don't care what it is, it's probably an X-Wing or Arc-170 with R3 Astromech, so that ship can get their lock and we'll just lock a friend and then Ezra will get a lock, pretty cool
0: So Ursa Um, Ursa Ren, for anybody who's listening and not reading, here is, you can maintain up to two locks. Each lock must be on a different object. After a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 is locked, you may require, uh, excuse me, acquire a lock on an enemy ship.
1: Yep. And then uh, Rebels got a lot of good crew, so I'm just going to throw in Drop Seat Bay, and we'll figure it out from there. Uh, We have five points left. Uh because I'm doing so many red maneuvers, I might want more actions. Uh I might just take the single point upgrade for now in Chopper. Be like, all right, this, this seems cool. After that, you got four points. Figure out what you want to do. Uh you could throw an illicit like contraband and go really crazy with that whole red maneuver thing. Just have fun with that. Um
3: Dude, big shout out prop. to Contraband and Night Brother. What, <laughs> yeah. what a combination. Reinforce it, and an evade token.
1: Yeah, the the question is, is it more than you need? I don't know. Uh, You might still be able to do everything you need to do by that point, but with Hera, Contraband, Night Brother, and Chopper, if you get stressed, do what you want. You still get whatever action you want to do. Um, And Ezra already being stressed, so when Ezra has a stress, and if you also have a focus, you pretty much have two focus tokens, essentially, for defense and offense for that round. Um, The only thing that's not technically, is because Ezra says uh, you can change two of your eyeball results to an evade or hit. Uh, if it's a range three attack coming at you and you're rolling with three agility or range three obstructed, you can only it, convert two of the eyeballs. Same thing with shooting your three die forward arch ship, and then you also have the range one potential. So you're with the force, you're technically only changing two of them. But I'd rather change two of them than one of them. So it's a nicer force mod when he's stressed, and you could still have the focus from Night Brother. Or you can opt for the evade, either one that you want to do. You got a point left. I don't know. Throw compassion on there. Throw marksman- marksmanship on there to generate crit, whatever you want to do. Cool. All right. But it's basically so... Ezra says, I'm here. And you're not moving me unless you're killing me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we ended up with uh, Ezra, Compassion, Harris and Doula crew, Contraband, Cybernetics, Drop Seat, Bay, Night Brother, Title, Swivel Wing, Ursa Ren crew, and Chopper. Let's go ahead and hit some uh, hit some Razor Crest. You got any Razor Crest for me, Marcel? Uh, Razor. Crest. Or you want to stick with a Gauntlet? Yes. No, we'll do Razor Crest. All right, I got bro- some brokenness that we could
2: uh, all exploit until it becomes not broken, and somebody bans it. It, All well, right, maybe not bad, it, but it's 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 probably not how it was intended. So let's
0: go to uh the. That's not the sorry. What's the technical term for this thing? st T seventy. There it is. All right. So and let's we're using Mando to yeah, of course. So
2: the the main part of this is um, you know, put the title on there because the title's cool, but. The, the main part of this is on the mod throw on the Mandalorian optics. So during the system phase, you may spend the charge to acquire a lock on an object in your front arc while you perform a primary attack. If you have a lock on the defender, ignore obstacles beyond range zero obstructing the attack. Now go to crew and throw on a little Kira. So now you have collision detector. Two charges of collision detector. During the system phase, say I'm going to go over that rock. And then Mandalorian optics is gonna say, and I don't care. So um, system phase, you can target lock the rock and fly on it, over it, anything, and it's not gonna matter because you locked it and you still get your actions and still do everything. Uh, To keep taking advantage of that, we're going to add some trick shot. All right. Auto Blaster because uh, crits are good. And then Greedo as well. Yep. Then let's throw uh, this Mandalorian and uh, this this ship in general, the ST-70, and I think Dion, you're you're very familiar with it. Cannot turn around at all. Oh. It has K turn, and then it can't oh. remove stress for anything. What's, so what's, let's throw its, some what's L3. its little
3: talon rolls? Does it have little talon rolls? It's though? a two
2: it oh. two talents yeah but the thing is it only has uh, one the blues are only straight so throw l3 on there now l3 works both defensively because you get to use it defensively it only has two shields on it so um it'll trigger pretty quickly and now you can actually uh, relieve stress and of course you're going to stress yourself so, uh, by throwing some contraband on there some contraband cybernetics Uh, throw on some false transponder codes and they'll actually work because at first you're just going to be using your target locks on rocks anyway. And now the last two points on there, you can either go with uh, cut cutthroat to regenerate your contraband and your, um, your contraband and your false transponder codes. But I would actually go with uh, no, not uh, what is it called enduring, which is you get to uh, if you are not in the defender's bullseye, you, Evade res- crits before hits, um, and they get to do it as well. They get to evade crits instead of hits. But the whole point of the crits anyway is to get behind them with the auto blaster, which are unavoidable anyway. So um, the crits are still
3: coming through even if they if they say they evade them. So can can I ask you, Marcel? This is from Ooh. Mega Silver. Yep. Uh, what is your Razor Crest card? You've taken two of the best uh, what non- take? Uh, non-unique.
0: You get uh, a third, you get a third, uh,
3: what you call it? A oh. third non-limited. There you go. Yeah, good point. But
1: you uh, can't make it the same copy right now because it's no, used as no, no, equipped, yeah. I believe.
3: Yeah, yeah, you can't You can't make it the same.
1: I mean, just, well, if just you want an idea. Pick,
2: I mean, you yeah. could.
3: I mean, you, you always have that... Uh, the well, new hotshot and blaster or whatever in your yeah, you've got modulators. The over
2: what is it called? The over the one that gives overtune. You three overtune, modulators. overtune
3: modulators. You can throw mm-hmm. overtune modulators in there
2: so you have false transponder contraband, overtune modulators. And in that case, cutthroat might not be a terrible idea because you, know, sure. you get you get to regen the one you want. But also again, I like enduring because that's seven hole and with Greedo, yeah, you know, the the... Marcel,
1: would you probably consider knowing that? So, so the 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 free illicit you get mm-hmm. that's non limited is a secret illicit, being mm-hmm. that uh, you um, can don't don't reveal it until a system fa- a system phase you decide to reveal it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think if you're going to have a lot of these lists, like you equip two and have a secret one, contraband and overtuned are a good baseline. I think having the secret False transponder code is really good because then your opponent can't lock you to get rid of it. You can reveal it and use it when you want it or when you uh, think that that's at the yeah. system phase, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Good point. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. a good point. Yeah. So just put the overtuned on there now, and then put the false yeah. uh, when false actually...
1: will generally be your secret one. But I mean, and it just... happens
2: at the same time mm-hmm. as the Mandalorian optics. So
3: you say Mandalorian. Yeah. So
1: system oh, phase. Oh, that's, that's true. False transponder
2: yeah.
3: I was thinking a uh, System Phase that you could reveal over tunes and then pop it right away, but you could reveal False and then Optics them. That's... And Optics it with Mandalorian, yeah. Oof.
2: But uh, I, anyway, I really love that combination between Mando Optics and Kira and just basically ignoring Rocks for at least two turns. I mean, you can ignore Rocks the entire game, but uh, because of the System Phase, you ignore Rocks right when you're going to get on them. So much system phase. My
0: goodness. And
1: I'm proud of you, Marcel. You you, you have a combination you brought together <laughs> that we didn't find out was cheating later. Oh. I, 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 I wrote I, the I was, chat. I was like, I,
3: always talk about Enduring. There's going to be something wrong in I here. Was nope. I was
2: trying to cheat. trying to cheat. I was trying to see if I can fit Mandalorian optics into Bosk. But no, I can't <sighs> yeah no, we you have another
1: uh, uh, another Netron Pollard with this with the stress or something or uh an indie calc sharing or something so no it's that's legit you know i that's something I haven't looked at with the uh with the razor is its ability to do the Kira mando optics combo I hadn't seen that and being that it's a ship that doesn't have boost it could really help it get around the board for sure.
0: I will tell you, as someone who has put the Razor Crest on the table now, um, seven, eight, nine, almost ten times. That thing, without – guys, first, don't forget to use L3. That's the first step. Don't forget to use it because when you realize it, you'll be facing the wrong way and be like, oh, crap. Uh, You stressed a lot. It's just sad. You will use your contraband cybernetics pr- pretty quickly, um, but yeah, I like I like this. I might try the Mando next week. I I, uh, I was playing Q Q nine. What's yeah? Because you get it's for six points. You get twenty
2: loadout. It's it's a good value. But yeah, um, Mando now his... at, you you, you can actually still get the... a
1: lot of what Mando gets here. You just get less of the illicits you're actually buying, right? Mm-hmm. And then. I don't think I actually Q Q nine when they first released the loadout had a talent slot but just doesn't anymore. So you don't have the trick shot combo like Marcel Sad. so
0: Yep, they go.
3: What was your what was your crew when you ran Q9? Uh um
0: Zam. Really? Yeah. So the combination
3: I've seen a lot is uh Jabba with contraband cybernetics. Oh uh, because with K9's ability to do after you fully execute an advanced maneuver, you may perform a calculate or barrel roll action, even while stressed. Mm-hmm. If you do gain a string. So because the razor crest gives you an invade to barrel roll, uh, you can very easily take your do your K turn. Or assist, so yeah, an advanced maneuver. So K turn or stop. Uh and then you get your free calculate for a strain, whatever. Uh then you can evade and you can barrel roll. And you can do that for five rounds. Turns Only out that's all rounds. I need, baby. <laughs> 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 that's kind of the whole point of like Q9 <laughs> with Java and contraband cybernetics. Yeah. You either win the game or die uh, by the time you use up all your Jabos. And you still have six more points in that. So you can grab your cargo, sh- or uh, you put your cargo chute, you tuck it in you raise your razor crest. Uh, you can get whatever else you want. Oh, uh, probably Dengar. Oh, uh, Bosk would be great, but he doesn't work if you're already stressed. Boo.
1: So I hadn't come across this yet in play, but someone explained this to me. When they uh, took their Q9 or Mando, I don't know which one it was, but they opted for the the contraband Cybernetics. You know the the, which probably the most common upgrade people are putting on these because of that, and L3. That's I think L3 might be the main crew you put on this ship, uh-huh. just reduce that incoming damage and then have the better blues or at least uh, all bank blues, which are helpful. Um, but someone. Someone put together a uh, a Babu Freak and Sacatro vizago And when Babu was about to, like, took all the bad tokens, and when Babu was about to pop and put them all on that ship, at the end phase of the turn before, the, the player swapped illicits with a crappy ship that just took an illicit <laughs> and just dumped all the bad tokens on the crappy ship. And it's like, oh, all right, I've never had to deal with these.
2: That works really well with, um, with the burnout. No, with the burnout. Oh, with burnout.
1: The burnout. Yeah, 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 because
2: with the burnout, you can burn out and then get rid of the, you, because you're slamming, you get rid of the weapons disabled with Bubble Freak and then you throw that off to someone else later on. Uh, yeah. like oh, later. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, so you can basically slam. Yeah, you take the weapons disabled. Stew, you take mm-hmm. the weapons disabled and then you take that off you still shoot it's, that turn and without a blaster Greedo or something like that, you you put some serious
3: damage. Uh, yeah. It's pretty funny just to see if just, just football yeah. pass and Babu to, I through,
2: train you this uh, little, space.
1: this little being for whatever you have. <laughs>
2: All right. Anyway, I, I'm going to head out. So you guys enjoy the, the rest of the cast and we'll, uh, I'll watch the rest. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. I mean, Good we're going to be, we're going to be closing it down a little bit All of right. an early night tonight, but, right. um, But yeah, like that that's a cool combination. Oh, that's dirty.
1: Oh, gosh. (laughs) Honestly, it sounds like I would want to put an illicit on like Gamut Key Hawk and Uh have Bosk take Babu Freak. And then, like, that one turn when you've stacked up all those stresses and everything, you just go, All right, Gamut, you have them now. Yeah, this yeah. is your I was, problem. All Gamma uh, was trying to do was just help coordinate and like give abilities one at the or give tokens and hold them for the whole time. And then Boss is like, All right, you help me with the bad stuff.
3: Is uh, is Fizzago end
1: phase?
3: During the end phase, yeah. yeah.
1: So it's end phase. Okay. So if you know that in the system phase of the next turn, Babu's gonna force all those hmm. tokens to so, be now active on that chip. you just dump Babu the So turn I've before. uh.
3: I've, I've The last time I used Visago was trying to basically be playing like three-card Monty with overtuned modulators. I was like, oh, you have a green token? Have my fresh modulator. So you don't get penalized
0: for it. Oh. Now I have a question, though. This is, this is I think, a, a more of a rules question. It says, during the end phase, you may choose two elicits. It doesn't say up to two. Are we sure we can do that? Are we cheating? Uh, oh, can you
3: pass the same upgrade? Yeah, you can well, swap the same upgrade. So it said nothing about different. They could have added different in there. So you wanted to say. During
1: the end phase, you may choose two upgrades equipped to friendly ships at range zero. So yourself and one. Or just a different yeah, It, yeah, it doesn't okay. have to be
3: you. It could be two yeah, other people. It could people. be two Got other it. ships
1: at range, one of you, but right. it's Which is likely I... you and another ship.
3: Right. That's what I was doing with like switching people's cont- or overtuned modulators. Right. Because I wouldn't have to necessarily be the Vizago carrier. Uh, but it I is funny like, to uh, just keep stealing the the unused uh, illicits off your friends. Yeah. Like, come like, on, oh, just, give me your overtuned. Okay. Oh, just, give me your cloaking device. This is mine For a round
1: or two. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Q9 actually... The can R you... cloaking
1: device. <laughs> Q9, uh, you always worry about the, the negative side uh-huh. of um, of Overtune. I right. think one of, one of my uh, upgrades I really like on Q9, because Q9's ability has that strain effect, and you're doing red maneuvers, or you're doing red actions sometimes on the ship. Um, Rook Cast Crew is basically old-school like old first edition Guidance strips. is wide for an attack. If you are strained, very commonly are with Q9, you mm-hmm. may change one of your blank or eyeballs to a hit. Just change result to a hit. Just do it. Pretty good. When... If you, the turn, I mean, granted, if something shoots you before you got strained, that's sad. Um, You don't have that strain anymore, but uh, it doesn't really fit on Q9 unless you go all in on it. But Uh uh, there are other ships that can also take Han Gunner and Rook Cast. Do another action. Then when you engage, you do the red focus, which triggers the option for you to take the strain with Rook Cast crew which gives you that modifier.
0: I like that. <laughs> All right, man, I'm hmm. gonna have trouble picking what to fly this with this Wednesday.
1: Oh, speaking of trouble, what to fly? Dion, I got a row for you. A rebel Fenrow?
0: No. Fen what? Rao. <laughs> the real so, Fenrow.
1: I mean. So a lot of people are putting afterburners on ships, which is really good call right now. Right. right. Like you get that boost.
0: Burners a lot of people have yeah. been
1: putting afterburners on Fen. Have you tried burnout thrusters on Fen?
3: Burnout thrusters? You mean the... the slamming slam. one. Yeah. Mm. Same cost. So you slamming to deplete?
1: Yeah. I mean, Fennrao's got five dice at range one. It's only... Oh no, I have to just roll only four now. <laughs>
3: uh that's so you, interesting you, you, use, you, 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 you get two uses of afterburners though
1: yeah i know it's the one versus the two um but so you can burn out thrusters clan training fearless so you still will get your focus because you're going to take your focus action during the engage mm-hmm. you'll be depleted as i said woohoo you got depleted but you're fen Rouse, so you're like already over the normal dice pool yeah
3: you're you're slamming for a defensive position at that point right you're slamming or to activate all your concordia's Face off. Yeah,
1: e- either that or slamming positionally to get yourself in a good spot.
3: Uh, turns out if... you can you can also apparently slam into a ship and get the red focus.
0: This is true. After you that execute a just... maneuver, it's slam. to yeah. be a maneuver. Uh,
3: burnout thrusters. That's why I think it's six points is because you just ram it right into an enemy ship. Full speed. <laughs> I have arrived.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Hello. <laughs> oh no, I didn't complete my slam maneuver anyways.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's continue. I love it. All right, boys. Well, uh the last thing I wanted to talk about today is not on our docket, but I want let's here's here's my open open conversation here. So on Discord yesterday, day before yesterday, I put I put up a an informal poll. Essentially, asking people like you know, we had the Galactic Championship Series the last couple of years, and um, I still plan on doing it, hundred percent plan on doing it. Um, so not not worried, you know, about that. Obviously, we need to uh, plan dates and all that, but I am I'm seriously considered possibly putting on an in person event as well. At uh, in the past times, uh, event space they have a beautiful space that we can we can get access to. We'll be able to fit uh, a good number of players in there. Now my question is twofold: Do we make do we make that event the like culmination of galaxies, or is that just like? galaxies in person and it's under the same banner but not necessarily you know it's an mcu movie but it's not a crossover event you know what i mean like it's maybe similar same prizes or something
3: i would think from what you just said my gut reaction is uh i i feel like it could be a event in the series Mm mm-hmm because if it's the culmination there uh, turns out there was a lot of international players in the online series and I think that even traveling for people you know in the United States (laughs) still very expensive and difficult sometimes so uh, but I do like the idea that it is like part of the uh, event series though Uh, to give opportunity for to get claim those same prizes and achievements, uh,
0: but doing it in an in person right and uh, I environment. think so. So here's that's that's where I was leaning as well. Got to give uh, all the options out there so people know kind of where, where we're going. But does so? Let's say you win or you're in the top cut or whatever for for the in person Galaxies event. Uh, does that get you? I guess. did that get you an invite to the online? And be like, hey, you don't have to, but if you want to, yeah, is, well, yeah, right, yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Makes sense, right? But I know I, I like that idea. You
3: could give away
0: TTS uh, codes for mm-hmm. the winners. It's mm-hmm. a good point, point. and I guess for and for those people who are not huge into online play, and like you said, it gives you access to those sweet, sweet prizes. Right. And it probably, man, Mm. I got to call up pastimes.
1: (laughs) We got some planets. What's
3: your your fire code capacity again?
1: uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly sure you sure you can everything's gonna be held in that store I mean I know it's a big store it can hold a lot but uh no they fall. got new
3: they got a new space now We got a new space, an extra space. oh yeah, see, I've been there
1: since like the first regional I ever went to in Chicago which was like oh that was, in the... it was that was first edition
3: yeah that was in, that was in a strip mall now it's yeah. in an actual mall upgrade
1: okay
0: yeah they have an auxiliary space that I have to find out how many t- physical tables they have, but I think we could fit a good, a decent number. I think we could probably fit 100 people. I think we could do that. So, it should have some live music, too. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, Dion Khan, 2022. <laughs> you guys are ridiculous in the chat. Yeah, we'll figure something out. The other question is, like, with... AMG Worlds? Question mark. When is that? Like, that's my only fear for planning something. Is like, because uh, I could, I could probably get a cal- a date on the calendar in about three weeks. I could probably give you guys a date for that. But it's a little scary. You don't, you
3: don't really want to even be in like the same month
0: as no. Worlds. Yeah, I don't want to be anywhere near it. So, do I just plan it for twenty yeah. two? And or 20, excuse me, 23. Uh, And it's like we have the Galactic Championship, and then after it, it's like the Galactic Championship after party in person after party.
3: I mean, Uh, yeah, potentially. We'll figure it out. I would think uh, I think I would. It it would probably be smoother to have it part of the series. That's what they, you know, that interconnectivity, man.
0: I prefer I prefer that as well. But like we're normally what we've been doing, it's like the first event is in May, right? This is usually what we'll do. First events in May, and you know, with a couple weeks notice. And I'm like, my bad, I was busy, and now I have an even bigger excuse I had a right? We we usually had like May, um, June, July, August. And then, like September, October, and then November was the thing, was the the final. But now, I will tell you, I'm planning on going down to four qualifiers, four, going down the four. Uh, and if they sell out, we'll open up a fifth one. But they gotta they gotta sell out. That's just the the realities of of you know with people. I, I want y'all playing in person, but I want to make it op give give provide the opportunity for people. But anyway. I've been gabbing too much. It's time to go to bed, everybody. <sighs> I'm still like I am not I'm still not right. Like I, I, I'm still not right from Adepticon. Still not there. But anyway. Be smart. Be safe. Goal squadron.